there's some powerful lessons about the, the, the function of shlichus in this week's parsha. Eliezer stood by the well and davened that Hashem should be matzliach darki. That is, he should be successful at finding a wife for Yitzchak. The Rechaim HaKadosh asks, why did he have to daven? Didn't Avram already give him assurances and promises and blessings that Ayishlach Malach Hashem will surely send his angel and you'll be successful? So he had the promise, the haftacha, and the blessings of Avram. Why did he have to daven? Did he question Avram's promises and assurances? So the Rechaim says, no, Eliezer didn't question the power behind Avram's blessings. The reason he davened is because he was the shliach. He was afraid that he will not be a proper shliach. He will be the obstruction to the success of Avram's mission. He davened Hashem, make sure that I'm not affected by any biases, that I devote myself to Avram's shlichus totally selflessly, free of any self-interest. Now, the Svasema says a remarkable thing. The Kotzke says that Eliezer did have a bias. As we know, he said, Ulai, maybe my daughter should be considered as a match for Yitzchak. And then later on, when uh, he came to Besuel, he revealed that this is what he said to Avram. He suggested to Avram in a hint in his conversation, Eli, that maybe you should consider my daughter. The Kotzka asked, why didn't the Torah mention this fact that Eliezer had a bias and that he hinted to Avram in the way he articulated his response to Avram, he hinted and suggested, insinuated that perhaps Eliezer's daughter should be considered. That fact is mentioned only when Eliezer repeated the conversation to Epsuel. Says the Kotzka, because while he was in conversation with Avram, he did not notice that personal interest. Eliezer wasn't sensitive to it because he was, um, he was, he had a bias. When you have a self-interest, you're not aware that you have a self-interest, that you're influenced by it. Only after Avram removed any possibility uh, for Eliezer's daughter to be the wife of Yitzchak, did then Eliezer himself looked back at how he spoke to Avram and he realized he became sensitive. Since he became now totally free of any bias, he was able to see that at that moment when he spoke to Avram, he did have a bias. That's why he only mentioned that he had this insinuation, this thought in his head that his daughter should be considered. But only once he removed himself from, from the situation. And this is, says the Tzfasem is what Eliezer was afraid of. He wanted to be a shliach that is completely devoted without, without any self-interest. He, the only thing he, he was preoccupied with, he was consumed with, is the interest of Avram. Avram's rotsen, what Avram wanted. That should preoccupy his shlichas. And only then can his shlichas be successful. And that's what he davened for. So Samuel says another Nakuda. In order for the Shlichas to be successful, it's not enough 
that you do the shlichus in an unbiased way, having nothing, no personal self-interest in it. But it's another thing, to know the truth, that the success of your shlichus is Avraham Avinu. That's why Eliezer says, Eved Avraham Anech. The first thing he says, everything I do is because of Avraham's Eved. Says the same thing in any shlichus. A yid should know that whatever success he scores in his spiritual life is only because of the fact that Avraham Avinu is the one who sent him. And one last lesson that we learn from this parish is remarkable from Sarah Yemenu. The Zayah says that it has mentioned already before that Sarah Nachses Vesalkis. Avraham's years, uh, Sarah's years, were so remarkable. Kulam Shavim Letoiv, as Rashi says, they were all, they were all extraordinary in their spiritual uh, integrity. That all days were equally spiritually complete and perfect. And the Zohar says that this was expressed, that perfection of her life was expressed in the fact that she, unlike predecessors, her predecessors like Chava and Noyach, she was able to go down to a deeply negative and adversarial environment and be totally unaffected by it and come out unscathed. And not only was she not affected by the environment, she transformed the environment. Nachses Vesalkis says, what is the secret of Sarah's success in standing her ground, maintaining her innocence and pureness, even in the most adversarial conditions of life? Kulam Every moment, every condition of life, every environment she found herself in, she was not changed. She changed the environment rather than the environment changing her. How did she do this? Says the Rebbe Rashab, and the Rebbe expounds on this in a mimer. Sore Menu, of course, was devoted to Hashem all the time. Every moment of her life, she was committed and, and, and devoted to her mission to Hashem. As it says, she was bottle. She was malchus. Malchus is bottle to, to, to Hashem, to her source, and is always on a mission. Realizing I'm involved in a mission. I, I'm here to serve. To serve a higher purpose. But that's not enough. An environment, if it's nasty enough and challenging enough, it can change a person. The reason why by Sarah she, she remained untouched and unscathed by any environment, by any challenge, is because the bittle, the devotion of Sarah, was not an added thing to her essence. It wasn't added to her character. It was engraved and etched in the very fabric of who she was. Sarah was the essence of bittle. That was engraved in the very essence of who she was. It's like Eliezer says, Evet Avraham Anechi. He introduces himself, but the Torah makes a separate posik out of it. And that's it. Very unusual. You would expect this to be part of another statement. It's an introduction. No, the Torah says this itself is a posik. 
I am an Eved Avram. This is my essence. My devotion to Avram is not some added thing to my personality. This is who I am. This is my identity. When you when the when the bittle, the devotion to the Meshaleach is becomes part and parcel of who you are, your identity. This is your essence. It doesn't matter where you are. You remain the same. Yechsidus is a good marshal for this. If you take a log that's on fire, it's burning, and you put it in water, it puts it out. The fire will go out. A burning coal, even though the fire is not separate from the coal, it's inside the coal, it's red hot, but it's in, the fire is inside, you put it into water, it will go out. But then take a rock. A rock has fire in it too. You rub two rocks together and you create fire. If you take a rock and put it into water for a hundred years, and then you take it out, the power of the potential to create fire is the same. It's unmitigated. Because the fire that's inside the rock, that potential of fire, is not something added to the rock. It's not like fire on a log. There's a log, and then you add fire to it. The, the power and the ability to create fire that's inside that rock is not a separate thing from the rock. It's etched into the very fabric of what a rock is. And therefore, it doesn't matter if you put it into a, an environment of, of water. It will never compromise that ability and that potential to create fire. Same thing with the bitol of the neshama is etched into the very fabric of what a neshama is. It's synonymous with the neshama itself. Then there's no, it doesn't matter where you are. Shlichus means that your relationship with a Rebbe, or with the Meshaleach, is not an added thing to your life. You have many, many hats. One of the things that you do thinks on behalf of a Rebbe. When Shlichus is etched into the very fabric of who you are, Eved then you can be in any environment. The Rebbe can send you into the most remote places and you remain who you are. Uh, we asked often by other people, religious people, why is it, how is it that Chabad Shluchim can live for so many years in an environment that's totally contrary to Torah Mitzvah, hostile even, and they live there and, and it doesn't change their devotion and commitment to, to their shlichus and to Torah, to chsidus. In fact, it even strengthens them. And the answer is in this Maimer. Eved Avraham Anechi, her very essence, this is who she was, at the very core. And that doesn't change. When, when a person lives their lives from the perspective of that essential bond that you have with the cause that you were sent for, then nothing changes. You remain the same. No matter where you are, you can be placed in any condition, in any environment, inside Mitzrayim, in the house of Pari. You remain who you are.